sometimes you get so lost from who you are you let the doctor step in you let the fear step in you let the tv step in you let your aunt your uncle and you get all of these people and and you're just like kind of faded in a world of chaos Well, hello there, you beautiful free human. Welcome to another episode of the Free Thy Soul podcast. I am so happy that you're here today because in this episode, I get to interview the soul liberator herself. Lindita has been practicing as a naturopath and as a life coach for over 10 years. And recently, she has combined her intuitive gifts and started offering her services for people to set themselves free from not living in their truth. How perfect is that? Does that sound like the perfect first guest on the Free Thy Soul podcast or what? I'm so excited. The transformation she stands for is for her clients to gain full access to their innate intelligence with unshakable confidence so they can heal and create more abundance in their lives, in their health, their relationships, and that money, money. My hope is that this interview opens your mind and reminds you of how incredibly powerful you are. Yes, you. I'm talking to you. You are freaking powerful. Don't let the haters, the environment, the world, or your little monkey brain tell you that you are not because we have so much incredible intelligence all around us at all times that we can calibrate to. And when we calibrate to nature's intelligence, you get to remember how simple our health can really be. Like it really does not have to be this complex thing. But my hope for you in this podcast is that maybe it'll give you a little bit of that perspective or just a little nudge to look at all of the incredible nature and the intelligence of nature around you and the intelligence within you so that you can take your health back into your hands. Hello, welcome to the Free Thy Soul podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I am very excited to have you on here because I've been watching your journey for over a year now and I've been kind of a on the side creeper (laughs) yeah you know what thanks for saying that so can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do who am I let's see loaded question how much time do we have my name is Lindita I am experiencing life as Lindita right now in the most miraculous way of being tapped into these intuitive gifts and also creating a life for myself. I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter, I'm all these roles. But right now it just feels like I'm freeing myself from the, um, I guess, from the view that it all has to be perfect. So I thought, you know, once I tapped into my gifts that, you know, I like, and the show Avatar could not have a normal life, but also had these gifts. So I'm just tuning into who am I? I'm Lindita. I'm just experiencing life as Lindita right now. And, you know, these healing powers, as far as like what I do, it's not exactly who I am. So I'm learning how to have fun with that. And so this is kind of my first coming out party. (laughs) This is a little celebration of that. So who am I? What do I do? I like to guide people back to their truth. Um, I've been dabbling into natural health now for many years since I was 17, 18 years old, just started with gut health and decided to study that after my, my degree in health science and physical therapy and decided, Hey, if I'm going to decide to bring kids into the world, I want to study naturopathy so that I can bring them into a world um, unmedicated but then also uh, free of prescription drugs and wanting to be as much as their healer as possible. So what I thought was starting for my family actually just kind of 
tuned my own gifts and really aligned me with my truth. And the more I cleansed the gut, the more um, I opened up all these channels of elimination within the body really started connected me to feeling what I call like flow state or feeling lit or feeling like on fire, my highest self. So doing that um, just magnetically started to attract people that wanted to do that too. So here I am trying to make sense of it all, trying to ground it and trying to um, verbally put into words what I do. So that's the closest description I can give you. I love it. And you brought up the word naturopathy. Sure. Um, naturopathy is really the study of nature being your medicine, following the different cycles of the universe based off the principles of sacred geometry and um, herbology, homeopathy, and being that we're trying to heal the body and allow the body to heal itself using these tools as aids um, to align us with our whole complete self. How did you come across that work in the first place? Like what was your journey to naturopathy? I was a chronically constipated adolescent. And the more I went to doctors, they would tell me, oh, just drink water and exercise. And I was on it by the time I turned, you know, 19. I was doing personal training and eating organic and clean, and I was doing all the things and it still wasn't um, seeing any improvement. So by, I guess, accident or fate, I ended up fainting from not using the restroom. I broke my foot. And from there, a woman that I went to the gym with recommended me to go to a chiropractor. And um, she said, I know it's the foot, but really, I think it's deeper than that. I think, you know, you fainting had something to do with you not going to the bathroom. And I was like, oh, okay. And at this time, I'd already like dabbled into colon cleansing, but I didn't know that this um, this kind of, um, work was out there. I just thought like, Hey, there's supplements on the shelf. I didn't realize there was such thing as a naturopath. I didn't realize there was such thing as a natural doctor or an herbologist. And so, um, through this chiropractor, I was able to dabble into supplements more. And then from there, I was like, Hey, like, how can I study this further? And I just got on, you know, on the Google search and started looking up schools and different certifications and things that I could, um, supplement my degree with. And my last class of um, my undergrad was taught by a holistic doctor and he would, he would bring in all these modalities. And it was like, I think a holistic medicine 450 or something. And we would meditate before the tests. And he would show us that like the people who came to the meditation actually scored higher than the people that didn't. I was like, no way. And he introduced us to like neurofeedback and uh, reflexology and all these crazy cool modalities. I was like, whoa, like I'm obsessed with the body. I'm obsessed with science. I thought at the time I was going to go be a doctor, but I went in the field a little shadowed some doctors and I was totally turned off by the lack of empathy and bedside manners. So that kind of shifted things. And I was like, wait, how do I make sense of this world? How can I like do what I love to do, which is help people, which is be in service, but then also do it in a safe, effective manner, but also like build them up as a human being, realizing that everything physically I was doing was unleashing different emotions and trapped emotions within my body. So that's how I wanted to treat people. I wanted to treat them as a whole. I wanted to give them the full spectrum of healing. And then emotions trapped in the body. What, how does that happen? How is that possible? You know, it's funny. I heard this once from a gal teaching yoga and she says, you know, we're stretching and she says, you know, your issues are in your tissues. And this is while I was studying, you know, um, natural health and while I was, you know, studying things like the body code and all these different ways in which you can access what they call trapped emotions. So this past weekend, I was reading um, something on Chinese medicine and uh, being that they think that the emotions 
of the body are stored in the organs. So they, all the organs have like their many personalities. And, you know, we have these meridians running through us, you know, these lines of um, unseen electrical pathways of energy within the body. And so I was reading that and it said, wow, this makes sense. And it brought me back to a book that I read like 10 years ago. And it was, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And I was like, whoa, there's a connection. Like I remember grabbing a hold of that book and reading the affirmations that went along with like the large intestine or the colon at the time. And it was the same time that I was like trying to heal my gut and all that. And I, I can't say that it was just that, but I know that I've seen great relief just by doing, just by reading affirmations that connected to my body. And then also um, a mentor that I studied under, she would, she would teach us how each, each organ again was associated. So there is always a physical component to your healing but almost always there's an emotional component being that your body, your central nervous system has a response before it shows up physically. And so if your, your antennas are off, if your antennas are on, if you've got feelers out, you'd realize that the information comes from outside and field first and how your body responds to it, I feel like is what allows you to grab and pull what you need to in order to regurgitate and give it the experience that you need in order to free yourself from that emotion, aka from that trapped experience or trauma or whatever dysregulation needed to happen for you to just pause, catch your breath, collect yourself back and kind of bring yourself out of that memory, out of that pocket, out of that bubble. How, how can people know that they're in that bubble in the first place? I think the best way to access that is honestly through the breath and through grounding uh, physically on earth, being that we are, we're surrounded in a time and age where I, I mean, I guess I should start here. I remember a time when the internet did not exist and I saw the evolution of dial-up and AOL and, you know, all those different um, early stages of internet days. So I remember a time before and it was all, my communication was all emotional. It was all how I felt. And I had little um, idea what other people were experiencing around the world. So it became just my world. And I remember feeling like, whoa, the whole world is kind of like centered around me. <laughs> and not realizing that there was other people. So I felt like as the internet grew, we got to connect with other people. And so what I started seeing is that the more people started sharing their emotional views on their childhood or trap traumas and such, the more, I guess, strong the bond or the more we'd be connected. So if someone feels disconnected from that, I feel like the first way to do that, to get in touch with their own body in their own bubble and realize that you are an energetic being is to settle into their breath to find what feels grounded to them. So to feel grounded first as a human being outside of technology, outside of the phone, outside of, you know, maybe Wi-Fi um, transmitters or um, anything distributing electromagnetic frequency that would maybe throw you off from your own tune, from your own rhythm. Yeah, I would start there. Sorry, I know I, I went off on a little tangent. <laughs> Now we like tangents. <laughs> so, so you've been working as like, tell me a little bit about like your professional background. Yeah, I started after college, I started doing insurance and wellness screenings, um, insurance screenings for wellness companies. And um, so I've seen thousands of people I'd go to these big corporations and we would take their blood lipid profiles and take their blood pressure and take their um, glucose 
and we'd give people these, you know, mini kind of physicals at their jobs. And what I started realizing is working in that field, I was exposed to so many people. So I had this, like, it was almost like an experiment where I saw so many people and I got to see what they looked like, how stressful their jobs were. Uh, what their numbers showed them. So I got to see and connect like what they were going through physically, like at their work, at their job, in their life. And then also like kind of biochemically of like what was going on within the body. And then I started to draw connections of like, you know, um, when people would sit down and their blood pressure would be super elevated, I was able to get them to like start with your breath and breathe and they would, you know, slowly see it, it lower. So I spent like 10 years um, counseling people on how to effectively move those numbers and teach them about different things um, that would help lower their cholesterol. At the time, you know, it was like a really big deal 10 years ago to lower the cholesterol. Not many people understood how cholesterol worked in the body. So I spent many years um, working, I think it was like four or five years as a contractor working for these different um, companies and reading and screening people and counseling them on their health as far as, again, how to lower the blood pressure, how to reduce their risk of cardiovascular disease. And then from there, I was still studying naturopathy and I would take in clients here and there. So um, the baseline of my work as far as naturopathy was muscle testing people. So I was using a modality in the body to find what their root underlying issue is by using their own body as a vehicle, as a, a stimuli of response. So I was able to physically show them how the body has an intelligence of its own and using kinesiology or using muscle testing can absolutely show you a physical response to different points in the body, touching different organs, or even holding up different forms of stimuli, like, you know, food versus, you know, if you want to see if you're allergic to a food or see your body's response to uh, food versus something else in order to see if how well you connect to it, how well um, it resonates with you. Um, and then I just started taking off with that and showing people the connection, not just between food and physical stimuli, but then also what you say. And I started muscle testing people on, you know, the words that they would say and you'd see a negative reaction. So it's almost like the physical version of Dr. Emoto's work of the healing powers of water. So you get to physically show people, Hey, like your body has a negative response and by learning muscle testing, you can absolutely see this within yourself and your clients. So that's been uh, most of my work. And then at, what is it about 19 or 20, I took, um, I took some self-development courses. And then I think by 21, was it 21? I hired like my first life coach full time and I had him for a couple of years and then a few years went by, whatever. And I went back, I went back to like, I guess, corporate America. I didn't really last that long. I loved being in service to people, but I had a really hard time separating my emotions and other people's emotions at work. So it really left me conflicted as far as like um, being my own, like autonomous human being doing a job. I was more concerned with how people felt about me or what they were going through. So someone at work was like, um, you really should be a life coach. Like you're so motivating. You have like so much insight. Like, what are you doing working a job? Like where you're not out there, like helping people. And it kind of made me sit and I didn't, I never considered it as a career. And then I had my son and trying to go back to the work field after you've had home birth and died a million times over again to birth your son and birth yourself. Like it was really hard for me to go back to that other life. So I tried it. I didn't last for many months. I didn't last more than a few months. And I decided like, let me just come home and check this whole internet you know, thing out. And that's really what kind of pulled me into doing this for people like across the world and connecting with them 
um, through Zoom and stuff like that. Mm, that is so amazing. No, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I would really love to know a little bit more about the intelligence that you're talking about too, the intelligence in the body. Like, what does that even mean? I don't know. You know, yes. What does that mean? I have a hard time, uh, rationalizing. What does that mean to have your own intelligence? The only way that I can explain it or maybe give you a visual is I used to be fascinated watching mammals, animals, cats, horses, um, and seeing them pregnant. I was like, Whoa, what is going on in there? Like for me, like the miracle of creation, like creating human being for like a pregnant woman. I was like, how, how does that happen on its own? There was no assistance. So I became fascinated with like birth and pregnancy and thinking of like, how is it that the body knows exactly what to give it and when and create this machine? It's like a beautiful, you know, perfectly designed machine, like the way that I'm thinking how it functions. It's like, yeah, so I became, I became super intrigued. And then again, through my own birth experience, just um, wondering how, how is it that I can deliver this child without assistance the same way that it grew without my assistance, without, you know, my conscious assistance saying, Hey, heart grown out or take this magnesium, take this zinc, take this, you know, B vitamin from me, you know? So going through that experience just kind of validated what I thought was like, Whoa, this natural intelligence, this beautifully unattended, um, I guess, miracle. And it's something that can be witnessed in nature as well. So when I look at it, it's like, what's the intelligence? It's like this, you know, some people call it source energy. My God, it's like, you know, God's intelligence or, um, you know, everyone's got different words for it, but I just, I'm just going to call it natural intelligence. You know, it's something that I've witnessed, like I said, in nature and seeing the way that things form. And I think the most beautiful um, experience or I guess visual for that is like looking at um, flowers and the sacred geometry that you'd see in flowers. I'm like, whoa, like there's this whole pattern of life that's like automatically beautiful. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, I just translate that into everything that I do. And when I take clients like through, you know, a couple of rounds of consultations, it's it really ends up being them sinking to their own natural intelligence, but then also seeing that it actually follows the intelligence of like the earth of like, the seasons that we go through and, um, you know, the different weather storms that we have, it's also mirroring us. And then it ends up mirroring, you know, part of their childhood past. So it's just, it's a crazy, um, it's a crazy uh, realization when you realize that you're already perfect, you're already exactly where you need to be. And, you know, surrendering to that is just a beautiful process. So I just have fallen in love with the, the surrender. So this entire vision for this podcast is to be able to empower other people to find the freedom, to create the freedom from within. We already have this intelligence within us. We already have this, the freedom within us. And that we get to tap that in from within. Like, how can we, like, for me, the way that I kind of describe it is consciousness, really, the, the intelligence, the way I see it, at least is through the consciousness that's living through us. So if we're sitting in our seat of consciousness, we get to actually hear what is going on in our body. And when we're just tuned into that intelligence, that's where freedom really is. And that's freedom in your health, in, in your career, in your, your vitality, freedom everywhere, just full spectrum. So with that, where do you see people 
giving up that power or giving their their freedom over their health? Like, where do you see most people giving it to when they're outsourcing their health? Sure. Yeah, I'm going to take you through um, kind of what I'm deeming as like these five dimensions of healing of self. So like, I don't connect with the term of like, oh, 5D, I don't connect to that at all. But what I started realizing is the way that I've organized my practice and the way that I was taught by my mentor was identifying the body as a whole. So looking at these different components, one being the physical health, the next being mental health, the next being emotional, and then spiritual, and then your energetic body that I was like, Oh, five dimensions. They're like, these are the five parts of my being like, let me, you know, so I'm kind of on this thing of like, most people speak this terms of 5d, but how I view it is actually very left brain methodical and scientific in terms of how can we awaken all of those areas to create harmony within the body. And it's not going to be all at once. So we'll just take like one thing at a time. So where I see most people is in one of those forms, one of those five dimensions, we're not all going through it all at once. So some people are actually really physically disconnected between like how to eat and what toxins are, what mineral deficiencies are. So there's that aspect. Then there's the aspect of like the mental component of how aware are they of their own consciousness, of their own behaviors? What's that voice inside? What story are they telling themselves? What are they making meaning to? So there's that aspect of like the rational mind of constantly trying to make meaning and then kind of getting stuck in the meaning. Um, Then there's the emotional aspect of like how you feel, how you connect with people at a deeper level, how you can connect through the heart how you can portray your emotions, how to release trapped emotions. And then the spiritual side is sometimes I meet people that are, you know, that have all of those things in check, but like they don't have a connection to God. They don't have a connection to something greater than them. They don't feel that, um, that connectiveness to the whole, to the collective. And then there's the energetic response, which is kind of hard for me to even speak because I'm, I haven't, I haven't found anyone's worth that I've really resonated with to explain it in terms of like how I see it and feel it. So most of my work is just done through feeling, through tapping into the intuition, but I'm really solid in my truth. So I'm able to receive information that leads me somewhere. And then what ends up happening is, and I explain this all the time, Sasha, it's hilarious. It's like, I get the answer. And then like 10 years later, I'll find the book or I'll find the person, I'll find like the meaning. So I work a little backwards, but as far as energetic health, I feel like we have a component of ourselves that that conducts electricity, you know? So it's like the brain sends signals to the body and connects whatever, you know, we have this whole electrical system, but you can't see it. So when I say energetic health, for me, it's when you don't feel safe in your body, there's a component of ourselves that's experiencing life, but not from the inside. It's more from like the value or the shock of trauma. And so what I see is like, when I say energetic self, it's also people that aren't connected to earth. They're not connected to their rhythm. They're not connected to their own ability to magnetize and create. So it's more like autopilot. And um, when I see, again, energy in terms of electricity, uh, I can almost always pinpoint it down to um, hydration. So there's all these different components of self. Um, Where do I feel like people outsource it the most? I say right now in this day and age, I think it's from the telephone and the internet, you know, social media, but then Uh, Beyond that, I think it's through other people thinking that other people have, you know, 
the answers for them and the next guru and the next book, the next podcast, the next, like we all think like, oh, this is going to fuel this within us. This is going to help heal us. And so I think it's understanding the body as a whole and all those aspects. And then realizing that you are the creator behind that. You are the person that can piece those together. You're the person that can create your life in better harmony so that you could feel through this experience and not just kind of numb your way through. And so you're saying social media are just like looking to other people for those answers. Now with social media, that's such a fascinating one. I'd love to hear your take on how exactly that impacts our health. I mean, I understand there's the mental part that would be pretty, you know, universally understood where that could be detrimental. But what about our, our physical health or emo- physical, emotional, spiritual or energetic where with social media kind of impact our health? Oh God, all of them. We could, we could, and here's the great thing about any topic is we can dissect them in those five ways on any topic, any organ, any situation. I think that's the beauty of holistic medicine is inside and out. So social media, there's the physical aspect of, you know, um, there's the whole book and experience of like the dopamine detox and what it's doing to the neurotransmitters in our body and creating lack of motivation, you know, in us, the, Mental, emotional aspects are believing that, you know, someone else has something, you know, that you have to have, or you not feeling, I think, uh, physically pretty enough or physically capable or mentally capable or emotionally capable of doing, you know, if you see something that, you know, you admire or, or witness and you think, oh my gosh, I would love to do that. Or when you give your power away, you know, to other people or spiritually, if you get kind of sucked down a rabbit hole of some beliefs that you might not even agree with, but you kind of, you fall kind of to that, that wonder you, you know, want to chase that, that white rabbit. And then even energetically, the more that time we spend is constantly keeping our eyes attuned and awake and all the, I think colors that come off is like kind of for me taking away from the brilliance of nature and the colors that we see in real time, because we're getting it artificially through a screen and our eyeballs are kind of like forced to stay open. And so like, if you spend time away from social media and away from the phone, you'll realize that you blink more. And I feel like each time that you blink is like a reset. Like each blink is like a reset. It's like whatever you're sending fluid over your eyeballs, you're, you know, signaling to the body, whatever rest, digest. I feel like the more time we spend on it, it's just like, uh, uh, creates these like artificial zombie like tendencies in the body. And the body starts to kind of tune out of that rhythm. You know, that circadian rhythm ends up being like a little, little scratched, a little, you know, um, disconnected being that again, I don't feel like we were trained for thousands of years on these, you know, technology is new. It's, it's, it's really not that maybe, I don't know. Is it new? Maybe it's ancient. Maybe they've been slowly releasing it to us. I don't know. But my take is I feel like the longer I spend on it, the more disconnected I get. And I can tell that energetically through my breath. The more time I work on the phone, the more time I work on social media, I start to feel a little disconnected from my physical body. So the whole aspect of grounding and feeling more connected to earth is a real thing, is a is a great tool to reset yourself and get back in touch with like what's what's real around you. I love that. So when we scheduled this interview, I asked my audience a couple of questions to ask you specifically. So one of the ones that just kept coming through in different aspects or in different words was just chronic pain and it just going, it, it coming and going throughout 
their life. So we can say chronic back pain comes in and out. They didn't specifically ask a question on it. They were just kind of wondering like, why does that happen? How does it happen? And where where can they make a change or where can they start looking? Yeah, um, it's so crazy because I felt like when I started my journey into studying natural medicine, the term fibromyalgia was really hot back then. And I just thought it was so interesting. Like it was, it's considered like all over pain, but there is no root. There is no organ. There's like, they cannot identify what fibromyalgia is for people. And for me, like, I don't identify with the diagnosis and it's just like a vague, I feel like term for people to identify with, you know, uh, what I feel like should be short-term, but it ends up being long-term because people want to identify with something. So they'd rather identify with their disease than with the healing that needs to happen to get there. So chronic pain for me is almost always connected to chronic emotional suppression. And I feel like the first and most important thing people can do for chronic pain is actually being severely hydrated. I have um, my own kind of um, belief that most people are just dehydrated. (laughs) They actually don't know much about water. They don't know much about um, minerals and just those two things of getting a good source of water, which again, that's debatable, RO, distilled, whatever, just grab, get some good water, get some non-tap water. That's all I got to say, but <laughs> some water that's not from the sink and um, add some minerals to it. I think that's the most basic, basic, basic form of chronic pain. The next would be to get into the body have some kind of really intuitive movement, movement that you're connected to. Some people it's yoga, some people it's Tai Chi, some people it's dance, some people it's working out, find out what works for you. Like, and you'll know because you'll feel it, you'll feel the relief. So, and then I also feel like those people are also like chronic worriers. Like they're always like worried and it's like, come back. Like, what are you afraid to confront with him? And usually if you ask yourself these questions, your body has answers. It's just a matter of believing the answers that come up. And I feel like most people like hear it, but then they spend so much time in the mind trying to get out of that because the belief of that would mean that you would have to change who you're being. It would mean that you can't be the victim. So like even, you know, all that resistance I had with trying to get on this call and all these blockages I kept being faced. And I was like, whoa, what's this reflecting inside me? And so I feel like if people could just get grounded, be hydrated, because we conduct electricity, right? Via water, like water helps induce that, helps conduct that. So, you know, um, I always thought that was fascinating as a kid, like, you know, those little cartoon shows of like someone blow drying their hair and dropping it in, you know, the bathtub and you'd get electrocuted. Like, I don't know why that always stuck out to me. I was like, whoa, the more hydrated you are, the more able you'll, you'll be able to like feel these currents, feel the flow. So chronic pain is, I feel like a backed up of emotions, a backed up of, you know, flow of electricity, of feeling so many basics, but I feel like we can apply that to all, all disease. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. For you talking about water, I've been studying water like relentlessly for the past couple of years. I'm obsessed with it. And one thing that I really love in understanding water is just the flow of everything. And I'm starting, so you're using the use the term 5D, which I've never heard of it in the way that you uh, brought it up today, but I appreciate that because it kind of takes away from the, I just hear the 5D and the like new age spirituality aspect of it. And I did not resonate with it. So then when you brought it up in conversation, I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) 
So that actually gave it like true depth, which I appreciate yeah, for. Totally. Uh, or appreciate you for explaining it that way. And with water, it seems like with all these different pillars of our health, it's where diseases or where these things stem from. It just seems to be like a stagnancy or like an emotional stagnancy, an electric, like an electrical stagnancy. And it just seems like for us to truly reach homeostasis within the body, there needs to be a constant flow, whether that be in our lymphatic system or in our emotions, like everything just needs to be moving at all times. Yeah. You know, it, it also makes me question, um, the narrative as far as like providing, like making clean drinking water an absolute priority in every single nation in every single village and every single, like that would be like for me, it's main source of healing in the world is like just providing people with clean water. Yes. Yes. Every place that I've ever tested water, like did that legitimate, sent it off to a lab. Anytime I get the results everywhere that I'm traveling, whether that be Airbnbs or anything like that as well, I always find pharmaceuticals. There's always chloroform like why why is there chloroform yeah. coming out of our tap water? <laughs> There's so many carcinogenics. Wild. That's the first time I'm hearing that's the first time I'm hearing chloroform. The pharmaceuticals, yeah, I've been into that for a while. And it's funny, like um, we don't really go many places. Okay. So my son's out in like the real world or the other world, and he thinks it's cool because he's at wrestling or like camp and all the kids go to the drinking fountain. And I'm like, you can't do that. He's like, why? And he just thinks I'm like, there's chemicals. He's like, what are chemicals? So I have to like explain the whole process. I'm like, listen, people take drugs from the doctors, from pharmaceuticals. It comes out in their pee and then they're peeing the toilet and then it's being filtered and the filtration is not strong enough. And then it's coming through a tablet. It's just like, it's never ending. You know what? You kind of, it sounds obsessive, right? It sounds obsessive, but you don't know until you make the change. And then you do something like what I did the other day, we ran out of water. I pick up my water from like a water filtration RO place. And I ran out and I had to boil some noodles. And I was like, I'll just use the tap. I have not done that. And gosh, going on 10 years. Okay. When I tell you those noodles were the most horrific, they were so terrible. Like my entire family was like, what did you make us? And I'm a pretty good cook. Okay. I can usually cover anything up with some lemon and salt. Okay. (laughs) But they were, they were horrible. I I couldn't even eat it. And it just, it it was not just chlorine. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm getting really tuned now to the smells. And honestly, if you, if you just if you just, that's why I said, tell people like, just play the experiment on yourself. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to a study. I really don't care what science says. I am my own science experiment. I, I do that too. I'm my biggest guinea pig for everything. <laughs> yeah, I always definitely. question if that's a healthy thing though, because I guess in the way that we are societally, we, we always have like, we have to go to a doctor all the time to, for any professional opinion on our mental health, physical health, or anything going on internal. Um, with me personally, I, and so in my first podcast episode, I kind of talked about my, my back pain going through. And it was just years of this back pain that nobody could really give me a solution for. They were just like, oh, here's some ibuprofen. Here's bar, bar, bar. So through the whole journey, I didn't get the answers that I needed for professionals. So that's when I was like, I have to take this into my own hands because this is my health, my life, my body. And if I don't do something about it and sit in my seat of power to take, like, take control over this, 
including my mental health, the whole five pillars of it needed to be brought in to heal this. I understand the concept of doctors, like they're, they are needed in our society. But where do you think it is that we're always giving away our power to them in every single thing? Where do you think that stems from? You know, yeah, you know, I, I read this quote from a book, I can't remember the person that quoted this, but it was, um, we understand the atom more than we understand the mind behind the atom. So being that like, like rationally, yes, like I need to know that you know, there's cyanide in the water or whatever, uh, or um, I need to know how atoms split, or I need to know about electricity. I feel like we get lost in the meaning of making meaning within those things. So it's like some people believe, you know, we've only got, we've gotten smarter, we've discovered more diseases. When I feel like at the same time that was evolving, we've just really lost our connection to ourselves. So is it, disease we're discovering or disease we're creating because we're further and further away from earth, from nature. Can you go into detail on like how we can create that in the first place (laughs) mentally? How, like where, so mentally we have like sick thoughts or they don't necessarily have to be sick, but they're just confused or depressed, like depressive thoughts or how does it start from the mind and how can it go into the different pillars of our health? You know, I don't know. I feel like it starts in the mind because of a feeling, because of something we felt. So whether it's fear or, you know, anger or like what what causes you to mentally shift, I feel like is a feeling of being unsafe in the body. And that leads you to creating comfort or creating, you know, thoughts that reinforce that fear. And then you create behaviors around that and numbing mechanisms like alcohol, drugs, food social media, you name it. So I feel like how it starts in the mind is we, and it's also needed. It's also needed because we're making meaning of things like, you know, my water bottle could serve as me drinking water, but I can also use it to plant a flower, to grow a weed, to grow an herb. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, then I look at currency. It's like, what, how did we all agree to put, you know, this value in a piece of paper? Like this is currency, like this is right. I'm exchanging energy and that energy exchange currency is current. It's electrical. So that is an energy exchanger. You're being paid for my time, for my energy, even just the word. Like, why didn't we name it a rock? Why didn't we like, you know what I mean? So it just shows you that bottom line is like, we are constantly looking to make meaning. And it's really what we agree upon um, of what, you know, what meaning it's going to give us. So if you make the meaning of like a sick thought or a bad thought, like I just look at it now as a thought to give me an experience and I get to choose what experience I want to have. Do I want to have a healing experience or do I want to keep having negative experiences or do I want to keep being sick? Do I want to have the experience of like, yes, I'm victorious. I got over the situation or do I want to tell my brain to keep it there and suppress it and continue living? Like there's always a choice. There's always, and it comes down to like free will. You can either choose this thought to fuel the next version, or you can choose it to fuel like a past version of you. Would you say that all diseases in the body are rooted from, are created from thoughts? Yeah, I have that, I have that um, thought all the time. Is it self-created? And I guess you could keep winding that down. Why? Why would someone create this thought? Why would, you know, why would someone choose to be born and die in a few months? Why would someone choose to leave their 
loved one behind? Why would someone choose suicide? What, you know, like I think of all these things and you, know, you can't really answer them. I think it's at the root of, of all, root of it all is just to have this human awakened experience. When I look at plants, when I look at animals, like I literally see a part of myself in them. So then like sometimes in deep gratitude, I'm like looking at people and I just, I'm crying. I'm like, I can't believe we're here in the human flesh. Like I can't believe I journeyed through like a uterus and I was part of a seed and I was an electrical experiment with my parents. Like it's wild to me. So, you know, it, I guess it's all what you want from the journey. And I think, I, I, I don't think, I go with what I feel. I feel best when I view it that way. Anything else kind of takes me down rabbit holes and kind of screws with me mentally. So I'd rather just believe, I choose to believe that I'm here for an experience and, you know, to experience the beauty and creation and all things and people. So you talk about root causes a lot. What is, what is that? Like, what does that actually mean to you? I really, honestly, I struggle saying this because I don't want people to think that I'm lacking compassion for their illness. That's not me. I do believe that almost all disease, illness, or suffering is a lack of true expression of self. If you look at most children, not born, most children, okay, are born in that moment they're born. It's like absolute perfection. Like even angry people or whatever, like they can't help but light up when they see a child. Like there's just this miracle right in front of you. And just like, you're almost in awe of this miracle and it stops people. Like people are much happier around babies. Okay. Like, let's just put it that way. What happens, what changes when it goes to an adult? It's the remembrance that you were a child, that you were a baby. So it's like, just knowing that you're a divine, you were complete, you were perfect. You're born freaking perfect. It's us that messes us up along the way, you know? Um, so it, let's just start with like birth, right? Like the way you're brought into this world, you know, how much control did you have? How much fear was it born in faith? Was it like born in like deep rooted trust? Were you aligned with your mission? Were you aligned with your purpose? Let's just talk about a child in general. Are you having it? Cause it was a calling or it was just on your to-do list, you know, like even just starting there and just realizing, whoa, perfect. And then every decision outside of that, when we don't realize is when you choose to have a child, you're fully responsible. And I think that's why a lot of these self-healing mothers and hippie moms and home birthers become such powerful healers because they know what's on the other side. They know what it's like to completely die and give your ego up to birth this miracle. So for me, I just choose to look at that. Like I see people on their deathbed and I'm like, whoa, like sometimes you get so lost from who you are. You let the doctor step in, you let the fear step in, you let the TV step in, you let your aunt, your uncle, and you get all of these people and all, and you're just like kind of faded in a world of chaos. And then, then you just get to the point where it's like, I just went out, just tap me out, tap me out. Like I'm, I'm tapped out. Like I'm, it's almost too much to unwind. And um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that other than uh, the root cause for me is really just a lack of suppression of self. Because if you can, if you can humble yourself to understand that there's more than a physical component to your healing, and you start to look at the different aspects of your healing, you'll realize that there's so much that can be cured by being expressive and feeling through your emotions and allowing access to your heart. And that's a vulnerable, scary thing for people. Yeah, I honestly, I, when I first started to come into my bodies and give myself permission to feel the actual feelings, it was honestly scary. Like it's a, 
you go, a lot of us go most of our lives avoiding these things and suppressing these parts of ourselves and hiding the true versions of ourselves and just like keep stuffing it down and stuffing it down until you just can't anymore. But then when you finally are in a place where you're ready, like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to change. I'm ready to heal. I'm ready to actually face this stuff. It, it's hard um, to finally face that. Yeah. And I think, honestly, the hardest part is just sitting with it in the first place. Like, just getting yourself into a position to go inside and be Okay, yeah. You want to know what's really hard is trusting that you have the tools to deal with it. So sitting with it, but, like, sometimes you're like, oh. What do I, you want to do something with it, but actually just like the complete surrender to like letting it unfold for you. I find that that's the trust factor is huge. Like, you know, the whole, like trust the process, like, no, that's a legit thing. That's a, it's just like birth. It's just like growing a baby. I'm trusting my baby's growing. I'm going to trust it's going to deliver, like really trusting. Cause I think people sit with it, but they're, they don't know how to sit with it without trusting. So there's a fear factor that keeps them from experiencing it all the way. How do you see that? Like what works best to kind of inch your way into fully trusting or fully surrendering? You know, it depends if someone is truly trapped in the inside and can't see it, or if they're lost on the outside looking for validation, because it'll allow me to approach it differently. For most people, I find that they're looking for outside validation. I I really struggled thinking of anyone that I've come across that didn't really believe that they were had the power to change. Because the awareness, if you're already connected to me, if you're already coming to my field, you already know you have the power to believe. And it's just a matter of actually being kicked off the freaking ledge and doing it. Otherwise, we would not be connected. It's just where I'm not, I'm not connected in the other way. I'm not sitting in the dark hole. I'm not sitting in the disbelief. I'm in the belief that we are miracles. If you're coming to me, it means that you've taken the initiative. You've already started the process. And just by saying that, there's a sense of relief of like, oh, okay. And then I'm going to identify it with nature. The sun comes up every day. It doesn't say, oh, I'm going to hit snooze. I'm not going to get out of it today. I'm not going to show up. No, 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 no. The sun's out every day. Now, there might be clouds. There might be a storm. But it doesn't matter. Every day the sun comes out. And to take away from the perfectionism, nothing is in still motion. Like the sun doesn't say, I'm going to wake up at 6.59 and let me pause here so you can take a picture. It's subtle, gradual change. It's always in motion. We just approximate it here on this 3D plane, right? To give it some kind of meaning. Just like Lindita, I'm everlasting and infinite. But you know, my ego, my personality is what keeps me in my body. If I go too far off the spiritual edge, I'm going to leave my body. Like that's the only place to go. So we have to play in that space of like the unknown. But there is that deep trust in the unknown that whatever you're experiencing is meant for you. And just like, you know, no matter what, the sun's going to get up tomorrow. It might be 659. The next day it might be 701. But it's constantly growing. It's constantly gradually changing. And that's how I look at change within the body too. Is most people think that instant gratification because we can do that with our phones, you know. We can do that with our filters, but if you choose to be a part of the human experience on earth, then we need to realize it's not instant healing. The decision can be, well, we have to allow for the integration of that healing process. You're doing amazing. Okay. I'll ask one more question and we can close up if you're done. <laughs> okay. This one's kind of a loaded question, so I'll just break <laughs> it up. So I really love the 5D that you keep bringing up. Like this is just really, really amazing. Would you be able to give like one tip in each dimension of like something that people can implement 
to take control back of their own health and their own freedom within their own selves. Like with each pillar, what would be like one thing that they can apply or look into or be cognizant of? Do you want me to just slam dunk the entire assignment in one word? (laughs) Water. 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 Like literally, 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 I see water taking the form of all of those things, the physical need for water, the mental need for water, the emotional need for water to flush our emotions, to cry, the spiritual aspects of water, how it crystallizes according to what you say, the energetics according, like in water, like you can't conduct water without the minerals. Like it's, it's honestly, all of those can be boiled out to water, but I cheated. That's cheating. So we'll go back to physical health. What can you do? The number one thing to, I guess, for physically would be hydration. <laughs> physically. I think the best thing that we could do for ourselves would be to be hydrated mentally. I think the best thing would be to incorporate movement into your life, to get into your body, out of your mind and into your body. So some form of movement emotionally, that's a tough one. I think music and sound, I think music and sound, yeah, music just does something to you. Just hit certain notes and frequencies and keep, keep tuning the station until you get the one that forces you to release uh, music and sound. Also um, like speaking different uh, vocal notes, different tones, um, like allowing your body to go through a full range of like, mm, and really like allowing this opening and closing of this nerve of this vagus nerve. That's emotional. Spiritual would be to feel connected to people, to source, to, um, God, whether that's going to church or praying or meditating. Um, and then energetics being connected, physically connected to the earth. And then also energy in terms of that. Yeah. For me, I know it's physical, but how to feel more energetically aligned, changing the way you eat, feeling more connected as far as earth, earth's energy and eating things that come from the earth would definitely ground you energetically. I can keep going. So let's stop because that would be. (laughs) Yeah. Just one in each category. I think that's an amazing uh, start. So, Landita, thank you so much for answering all of these amazing questions. We have learned so much, and I really love how you break down holistic health. And it's it's really done in a different light than I've ever seen done oh, before. Um, it's because it's so integrated, and I just love the how you put incorporate nature into it. Yeah. And you're just like nature has all of these answers that we are looking for. And we are nature. It's already a part totally. of us. And I love how you are not saying that you're, you know, in your, the way, in your presence and how you're healing in like in your gifts that you're bringing here, you're not saying that you have all of the answers and you're empowering everybody else to like, hey, it's already within you. Let me just like rearrange these yeah. things so you can see it for yourself. Yeah. And I just love that about you and the way that you show up and the way that you empower other people to take control of that instead of constantly giving it away to everything outside Thank you. of them. Appreciate it. Where can our listeners find you? My Instagram name is lindita underscore naturalista, or I have a website, iamlindita.com. I'll be putting those in the show notes so people can just click on them. And how can people work with you right now? I 
I'm running um, a few programs this year. I'll be doing um, a mentorship. So if anybody wants to learn this technique and to apply it to their healing modalities already, um, you can apply it to work with me through my website, or um, I'll be opening up a few different retreats throughout the year for the next few months. And then um, there's always um, workshops and opportunity for group coaching. Amazing. Thank you so much. I'm going to put everything in awesome. the show Thank notes. Thank you. And we'll catch you in the next episode.